This program is a paid commercial announcement. All opinions and statements expressed are solely those of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management LLC and their guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPHT. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management LLC make no representations as to its accuracy or completeness. This program shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or advisory services to residents of any other state other than Pennsylvania or were otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Pennsylvania. Insurance products and services are offered through Thrive Financial Services. Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management, LLC, are affiliated companies. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. It's Sunday night live. A way to build wealth. Enjoy the power of your retirement. Services and powered by Martin Law. And a good Sunday evening, everybody, and welcome in. This is Sunday Night Live with Thrive, presented by Thrive Financial Services on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Flourish, prosper, and success. That's how we started this journey uh, six weeks ago. That's how we'll continue. Uh, your journey here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, Brett Elam is traveling this week. He's uh, not, no, he's not at the Eagles Dallas game, which will get started on our sister station on 94 uh, WIP uh, at 830 this evening. Uh, but he will not be with us. Karen Bazaar is in the studio uh, and David Bazaar uh, is joining me as well as we get into our Sunday night lineup. And what a great outline uh, we have uh, for uh, our listeners who are tuning in tonight here on Sunday Night Live. Uh, David, I thought appropriately tonight we would begin with just an opening uh, monologue, a commentary from you to set the table. Uh, following uh, the commentary, I'll set the rest of the lineup uh, for our listening audience uh, throughout the broadcast tonight. I'm going to uh, provide the phone number for Thrive Financial Services. Uh, I'm going to provide the website and that information. Uh, and I'm also tonight going to spend some time periodically throughout the broadcast updating our listeners uh, on uh, some of the upcoming seminars uh, in uh, the month of November. There are not many left um, before uh, 2017 comes to a close, and we've added an interesting conversation or an interesting, some interesting dialogue in our final segment of the show. Uh, we'll do some questions uh, and some emails from our listeners as the audience base continues to grow and you continue to get more and more feedback. Yeah, Joe, that's what we're really excited about is, you know, we're receiving phone calls and a lot of emails, you know, because we try to make it, you know, the least amount of pressure, no barrier to entry, so on and so forth. So, you know, it blows me away that we've already been on air six weeks and um, the audience is certainly building. We're excited about that. And we did get some great questions this week that we'll be able to cover and answer at the end of the show. And we'll put them into what we're referring to as our mailbag. Nothing unique about that, but the topics, uh, we'll get some depth behind the topics. We'll ask the questions that are on uh, your mind. And remember, you can always go to thrivefinancialservices.com. ThriveFinancialServices.com, uh, 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 the website for more information as we begin. And our education continues here on Sunday Night Live. So, Joe, you know, I wanted to just take a couple of minutes. I mean, we're in interesting times, right? We're in interesting political times, interesting economic times. And, 
you know, as we meet with folks, you know, one of the big things that people are obviously trying to figure out is, you know, what's going to happen with this stock market. None of us have any bit of a crystal ball to be able to predict. But, you know, being in the business for close to 29 years now, you kind of start to see things that happen. So, you know, again, our goal is to educate people, keep them abreast of what's happening. And one of the things that I want to talk about before we get into the economics and what's happening out there, so on and so forth, is getting people prepared for retirement. You know, it, t- it takes a little bit of work. You know, before we know it, we're there. And if the planning isn't done ahead of time, uh, you know, it can be, it could turn out not being the way we want it to be. So, you know, if you walk into any Barnes and Noble today, you're going to see a large selection of books that are dedicated specifically to self-help, right? And topics range from, you, you name it, it's basically out there. And any respectful self-help book basically will ask the reader to partake in some form of self-reflection. Uh, you know, it kind of makes sense. If you want to fix a problem, you got to, you know, be part of the solution. So with that in mind, I'm going to ask our audience to do a little bit of some self-reflection on the following question. The question is, what one word describes how you feel about retirement? Now, the thing about self-reflection is we want you to be honest, so we don't want to give an answer that you think you should answer, but we want you to give the answer that first pops up into your head. Right? So instead of focusing on um, you know, what you think people want to hear or what you hope you want to hear, really, the first thing that pops into your head about retirement, what is that? Now, for those of our audience that came up with descriptions like excited, happy, secure, optimistic, we got good news, right? You're either extremely positive person or you've got complete confidence in your existing retirement plan, right? So said retirement, all those good thoughts popped into your head, and those are probably one of the two reasons why, if not both. Now, for those of you who did not include those types of positive description, there's good news as well. Your concerns that you've got, possibly about retirement, are shared with the vast majority of people thinking about retirement. I would tell you after meeting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people this year, the vast majority of people walking through our door have concerns. Number one, do I have enough for retirement? Have I saved enough? Have I done the right job thus far? And number two, more importantly, because people are living longer, and there's unpredictability of what the markets and the economies are going to do long term, they ask the question is, is the money that I have going to last? So what, you know, what do we do now? Well, you know, on a daily basis, we get to see that transformation in people who are just taking those first steps in trying to regain that control, get that confidence back. We take them through that process that we've been talking about for the past six weeks. It's complimentary. It's educational. No pressure. Very conversational. And what's nice about it, I love... And and important. Very important. Critical. Yeah. Yeah, critical. And what we love about it, I love the word transformative. Because we see somebody go from a state of anxiety, unknowing, to a state of peace, you know, financial peace, comfort. Uh, they get the answers, they get the education, they feel empowered by it, and they get confidence about that future. 
So, you know, if our audit, some people in our audience have those same feelings of uncertainty, I would tell you it's time to take that first step. They can call us, 800-516-5861 at our office. They can set up a phone consult. They can set an in-person consult. They can visit our websites and start to get some basic information before coming in and seeing us. But I would just, you know, with everything in me, encourage them, take us up on that offer to come in and sit down and talk and find out if they can get that piece of money. Here's Joe. what I would tell the here's what I would tell uh, our listening audience on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Don't be afraid. Let's 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 have a conversation. Yeah. Let's flush out some information. Let's get some of those fears out onto the table um, so you can start to devise a plan or you can start to see the end or at least imagine what the end should look like and then once you get to that point with your guidance David I think you can start to fill in the blanks yeah either our guidance or someone else's guidance at least you now have the questions you got some of the information to get validated you know the, the neat thing that you just said to Joe is it, it is that one word fear right uh, fear of the unknown, fear that they're going to be sold something, fear that they're going to look like they don't know what questions to even ask. I tell, I tell my kids, you know, I, I use the acronym of FEAR, F-E-A-R, stands for False Emotions Appearing Real. So a lot of times it's in our head. There are no stupid questions. It's better to find out and not act like the ostrich by sticking your head in the sand and hope the problem goes away. Come on in. Sit down. Let's talk. It's going to be comfortable. Uh, we've got plenty of Halloween candy left over. Yeah, we got you know, a lot, right? We got a lot of Halloween candy <laughs> left over. And, uh, you know, we'll sit and have that conversation. And before we go to the break and we end our first segment, let me touch and ask you to touch on um, uh, retirement ages to remember. That seems to be part of um, one of those ingredients in the recipe um, that people get confused on in terms of retirement ages. We only have a minute till we get to the break, but touch on that for me. Yeah, let me start, and I'll jump into it real quick. You know, when it comes to retirement, age is certainly more than just a number, right? So there's a couple of critical ages, which I'll address, and if we've got some time in other the segments, I'll, I'll dive in deeper. Uh, you know, when you turn age 50, it's time to crank up your savings with catch-up contributions to IRAs and 401ks. So you should be maxing out no matter what. Once you hit that age 50, you can start to do those catch-ups. Uh, at age 59 and a half, there are new options for you as a retirement investor. Um, not only do early withdrawal penalties go away, but you have the ability to start consolidating existing 401ks. Um, age 62, typically in one month, you can start to collect on Social Security. It's the earliest age that you could start collecting, but that doesn't mean that you necessarily should. Um, three months, Joe, before you turn age 65, we want people to be sure to start enrolling in Medicare, understanding what the options are going into an open enrollment, get that information a little bit in advance. At age 66, for those people born before 1954, you'll reach full retirement age for Social Security. So this is where you get no penalties. Like if you're still working and earning income, there's now no penalty for earning income over a certain level. And then most important, at age 70 and a half, the IRS celebrates your half birthday by requiring you to start taking required minimum distributions, whether you need them or not. 
And if you don't do those calculations correctly, Joe, it's a 50% potential penalty by the IRS. This is Sunday Night Live with Thrive, presented by Thrive Financial Services on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Our our education uh, continues as we roll on on a Sunday night. Karen Bazaar in studio will join us. Understand the fiduciary rule. What is it? Sounds big. Karen will break it all down when we come back. And welcome back, everyone, to Sunday Night Live. This is Sunday Night Live with Thrive Financial Services. Flourish, prosper, and success. If you want to follow up on any of those age brackets that David defined in our opening segment tonight here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, 1-800-516-5861 is the office number at Thrive. 1-800-516-5861. And you can reach out uh, or you can reach out via the website thrivefinancialservices.com. Uh, uh, As we went into the break, I uh, referenced the fiduciary rule and here to bring us some uh, clarity uh, on what we should know uh, about the fiduciary rule uh, is Karen Bazaar, who joins us here on a Sunday night. Uh, Karen, a good Sunday evening to you. Uh, it sounds um, like it's a difficult thing to understand. What do we know, need to know about the fiduciary rule? I give you the stage. You can clear it up for us. Hi, Joe. Thanks. Uh, it is a little scary sounding, and to people that aren't in the financial service industry, it's a little confusing. And it's honestly a little confusing to those of us who are in the financial service industry. But um, just real quick, last year, there was a lot of talk about the, we say DOL, but it's the Department of Labor fiduciary rule coming into effect in 2017. So that would require all financial advisors to become fiduciaries, which means to act in the best interest when advising our clients on retirement savings and uh, any other type of uh, financial information. And just real quick, I'm going to read what a fiduciary actually is. Uh, Here is the boring definition. A fiduciary is a person who holds a legal or ethical relationship of trust with one or more other parties. Typically, a fiduciary prudently takes care of money or other assets for another person. So now you're you're thinking, wait a minute. Isn't your advisor, aren't they supposed to act in your best interest? Why do they need, why, why does the government need to make a rule in that? And strangely enough, or oddly enough, today's advisors were required to recommend suitable investments, but not necessarily imply the best suggestions for you. Well, what does that mean? So here at Thrive Financial Services, we are an independent advisory registered investment advisory firm. Um, Our company is called Thrive Capital Management. And we have access to many different solutions for our clients. We are not beholden to one or two or three companies. We have many solutions out there to best suit our clients. And that's something, that's the way we've always run our company, always work in the best interest of our clients. But, Unfortunately, not everybody is honest and like that. So here's what you need to know about the postponement of this de- the Department of Labor fiduciary rule. Is that is that the impl- implementation of the rule is going to be a multi-step process, and there's been some delays in the government with the change of the presidency. There's been some delays on on that subject. 
would you say, Karen, that people take for granted that their financial advisor is acting in their best interest, but that isn't necessarily the case? I mean, I know last week, for example, on the show, you were specifically talking about retirement moves that dealt specifically with women, and, and so you're not opposed to getting intimate and getting up close and personal with your client based on your on who your client is and who you're talking with. Um, is it a given that most people assume their advisor would be looking out, out in their best interest? I guess it would be a given. If you're not, not always the case. It's though. not always the case. You, you would hope that the person that you're dealing with is going to be an honest, incredible person and give you the best advice that's best for you and your family and your needs. When you sit down with somebody and they're an advisor, and sometimes I cringe when I talk to, uh, we have people who come into a workshop and they say, my advisor, my advisor. What I say to prospects, people who are going to be clients or people who come and ask me questions, I say, make sure that you ask your current advisor if they are a fiduciary, because a fiduciary has to have certain designations to really be what's called a fiduciary according to the new Department of Labor law. And if they don't? Run the other direction, run as fast as you can, because they won't have your best interest at heart. They don't have to follow the rules and regulations of the government. We do. And not only because there's a law, but because it is the best thing. For How do you break it down for, for the individual so they can understand how to be that smart consumer? So they can, you know, we talked about fear in the opening segment. And, mm -hmm. and sometimes I think fear, we show our fear. And then other times I think we hide our fear. And sometimes... My fear is that somebody in a conversation with you might not be open with how they feel. Do you know what, I'm, do you know what I mean? Right, exactly. And sometimes people are afraid when they sit down with us, maybe they're getting a second opinion with their current advisor. They don't want to feel that they have made a error in judgment and pick somebody who is not working doing the best thing for their clients. So what we, we, you know, we sit down with people, we're honest and open and there should be no fear. And again, we say upfront, we are fiduciaries. We are working in your best interest. And that's our, where our conversation starts. And sometimes, sometimes when a person comes to a workshop and they hear that we are fiduciaries, they are educated and they are aware of the Department of Labor ruling that is going into effect. Last thought for Karen Bazaar as we, uh, our B Block segment comes to a close, it always moves quickly. When you hear um, that term, fiduciary rule, uh, Karen, um, what's the one or two bullet points that you would give our listening audience uh, to reference that would fall under or that would trigger a reminder to them when they hear the term fiduciary, here's what, here's what to think or here's what it means. Right, right. And exactly. So if you're working with advisor now, again, please ask if they are a fiduciary. Make sure that they're actually already required by law to act in your best interest and above their own. And again, at Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management, we take that to heart and we don't need 
rules and regulations to tell us what is the best thing to do, which is obviously you work in the best interest of your clients. Always they do. At Thrive Financial Services, 1-800-516-5861 is the number at Thrive Financial Services, 1-800-516-5861. You can call and reach out to Karen. You can reach out and speak to uh, David. Remember, Sunday Night Live with Thrive, presented by Thrive Financial Services, is all about education Uh, We are uh, educating the consumer, uh, and we have your best interest. Thrive Financial has your best interest um, on the forefront, and that is what it means uh, to follow and be under that fiduciary role. Karen, thank you so much for uh, being a part of Sunday Night Live here uh, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're going to continue when we come back after the break. If you remember our show last week uh, with David, we started to touch on avoiding investing errors. We'll revisit that conversation after the break. Back here live on Sunday Night Live with Thrive, presented by Thrive Financial Services here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Flourish, prosper, and success as we look ahead to Eagles Cowboys, the end of Eagles Cowboys week here in Philadelphia. And we come to you on a Sunday night. Quick uh, reminder about an upcoming workshop Tuesday night, uh, the 21st of November. Uh, Montgomery Township Community Center in North Wales uh, is your location uh, for a workshop on Tuesday. There are only a few workshops remaining. There is no charge to attend uh, the workshop. And then uh, December 5th and December 7th uh, at the Community Center in Montgomeryville. Uh, Go to the website at thrivefinancialservices.com for more information. Uh, But David, as I bring you back into the uh, conversation, so, so important important was that segment uh, with Karen uh, on uh, fiduciary, on putting the interest of the individual um, on the front burner as the, as the real reality of why you're here, the real reality of what your advisor should do should be to hold you in your best interest. Yeah, 100%. And did you pick up, Joe, that Karen is definitely a rule follower? She is to the letter. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, I live is, with her. so yeah, you know, And I can tell, too, just by the segment, by the movements, uh, by the outline, uh, by the clock. She, I, Karen was giving me the cue <laughs> and you, that, you that the I segment was coming up. <laughs> and you notice I didn't say a word. Not a word. Yeah, it's all good. Karen, that's excellent. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to transition and get into avoiding some investing errors. We talked about that for just a brief moment on last Sunday's show and then never made it to the conversation. So let's use this next segment uh, here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, David, to dive into that a little bit. Yeah, so, you know, Joe, if we've got folks in our audience who are, you know, consistently saving double-digit percentages of their income for retirement, then I certainly want to send out a personal congratulations on that. Uh, Because that's, you know, one of the first steps in making sure that you're not making any errors in investing. Um, So, you know, you've taken a huge step that way if you're you're saving, but it's actually only the first step in the process. The next step is to invest that money wisely so that it'll grow enough to support you and the family and spouses, whatever the situation may be, uh, when you're no longer working. 
So, you know, if you're making any of these common investing errors, then you're going to come up short despite the diligent savings that you've already done. So, Joe, you've, I'm sure you've heard, you know, one, we have people that we talk to where they will not invest in stocks. Back to the word fear. Yeah. And that's there's what it is. A, there's a fear there. Absolutely. And again, we don't have a crystal ball. But and you've also heard the old adage, you know, too much of one thing or not enough of another, you know, causes us issues. So, you know, the stock market is definitely a daunting place right now. And, you know, people are aware of the ups and downs of the market. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are still remembering what happened back in 2008 through 2009. And when they try to consider about investing, that fear definitely kicks in. So what I would tell people, despite the risk, stocks still offer everyday investors the best long-term returns. And if you don't include them in the portfolio, then you're going to find it very difficult, even sometimes impossible to save enough money for retirement. The other mistake that we see quite often, I was on the phone with somebody this morning, is that they invest entirely in stocks. So, you know, of course you can have one extreme or the other. That's it, right? I mean, you, you know, too much of a good thing and, you know, stocks are no exception to that whatsoever. So splitting your money between stocks and other investments is what helps mitigate losses when stock market does take a dive. And I think people are feeling today that, you know, it's going to happen at some particular point. We just don't know when. I know you just referenced the 2008 crash. Somehow I feel as though whenever you're in a discussion, and you certainly can um, attest to this more than I can, but whenever the conversation comes up, David, somewhere in the mind is that, is that thought process or that reference to the crash back in 08. Yeah, it's, st- it's, still, um, you know, it's still kind of an open wound for some people, even though the market has done exceptionally well since. Um, you know, I, I talked about this in one of our earlier shows where um, people have forgotten to get back in or they waited too long to the point that they go, now it's too high. So eventually, you know, you kind of keep missing the boat, leaving the dock situation. But there is a point where they're going to, you know, definitely be right. But while you're sitting idle, you're losing years of accumulation potential. Um, The other thing is, you know, people that don't invest or they're investing entirely in stocks tend not to consider bonds. And bonds is another tenuous space right now, too, because we're worried potentially about interest rates. And as interest rates start to rise, the value of bonds that were purchased uh, could start to go down. So again, it takes a very diligent, um, deliberate approach to making sure that you navigate things well and don't make typical investing errors. One of the conversations we had last week with Brett, we were talking about some of the new proposed tax structures. um, And of course, all of that conversation that's out there nationally in the news, online, wherever you look, uh, there's a reference to your 401k. And that sometimes raises a red flag or sometimes raises a question. How much should I have in a 401? How much should I be putting in right now, et cetera, et cetera. But that's one of the variables I think that you have to zero in on uh, when you're looking at somebody's picture. Yeah, you hit both. You actually hit, you know, do I use a 401k? And then you brought up taxes. So let me hit on both of those. You know, some people are not using an IRA or a 401k, right? I mean, you could just stick your retirement savings into a regular brokerage account and invest there. But if you do that, you're going to miss out on enormous tax advantages that could come with an IRA or a 401k. Um, so, you know, 
tax-deferred retirement savings like IRAs, 401ks also do give you a tax break on the money that you contribute to those accounts. So, you know, it's something to consider. People who avoid it and are paying taxes along the way, that can be erosive on the gains. Then some people say, well, you know, I'm going to have to pay taxes when I take this money out. And there are definitely strategic ways to structure your cash flow in the future that you minimize taxes the best that you possibly can. And that's one of the additional, you know, investing errors is not considering the tax treatment of your investments. So retirement savings accounts are, aren't only aren't the only way to get a tax advantage on your investments. There are certain types of investments that are actually exempt from state taxes, federal taxes, and even sometimes both. So some examples of these investments include treasuries and municipal bonds and things of that sort. On the other hand, investments that tend to be subject to high taxes should definitely be held in a retirement account and not in a standard brokerage account. So there's investments out there like REITs, real estate investment trusts. They're required to pay high dividends. And uh, so if you keep those in a standard brokerage account, you're going to incur hefty dividends that are going to cause taxation. Now, let let me ask you, David, to take what you're saying and apply it to that retirement age scale that you talked about in your opening commentary because along that timeline was a lot of different ages and within those different age periods are going to be potential changes in what you're doing am i getting that right 100 percent. you know so tax consideration should be considered all along your investing life right because Sometimes it's going to be deferred. Sometimes it's going to be current. So those ages that we talked about are all kind of critical in the process. Um, Those were the ages I described were a little bit more specific for actual events, but it's never too early to consider uh, what you should be doing from an investing and how taxes can potentially implicate it uh, or impact it rather. So um, you know, what we basically tell people, Joe, is when in doubt, ask for help, right? So picking the right retirement investments to maximize returns, minimize taxes, make sure that we control expenses because they can get kind of complicated. Um, and I'll tell you, we have a lot of people who are quote unquote self-managed, even experienced investors may want to get an opinion from a financial advisor who's a fiduciary uh, with experience in retirement planning on those particular topics. So, you know, a single meeting to go over retirement portfolio, make any necessary corrections won't cost very much. For us, it's a complimentary service. Uh, it may make sense. It could actually be a great investment to make. 1-800-516-5861 is the number at Thrive Financial Services. 1-800-516-5861. Call uh, or go to thrivefinancialservices.com. One other website that I want to make sure I uh, push out to the listening audience and continue to remind them, um, it really is a um, website filled with a tremendous amount of resources 
MaxMyPlans.com. We'll continue uh, to reference MaxMyPlans.com. When David says, when in doubt, ask for help, that's a good place to start. Go to MaxMyPlans.com, uh, and you'll find some good resourceful information there, which will then lead you perhaps uh, to a workshop or lead you to a conversation with Karen uh, or David. We'll take a break. When we come back, our, our new segment coming up after the commercial break, we're going to go into the email bag uh, where uh, David has been getting a lot of questions and phone calls. Uh, since the show came on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, we want to get into that and we'll do that when we come back. And back here live on a Sunday night. It's Sunday Night Live with Thrive Financial Services on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks very much for tuning in and joining us tonight. One segment to go. All part of our flourish, prosper, and success. And I want to add into that, top of that uh, tagline, David, I want to add in educate because we've been... Uh, providing, and you and Karen and Brett have been providing an incredible amount of education uh, for the growing audience that's tuning in to Sunday Night Live here uh, on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. So uh, for all of your good uh, information that you're providing on behalf of all of the listeners, thank you much. Great stuff. Well, Joe, we hope we're delivering. I mean, that was the intent of putting the show out. You know, as a matter of fact, Karen and I spent, you know, wasn't, the most exciting thing, but we spent a lot of uh, the weekend actually listening to radio um, and trying to hear what other folks that are, you know, have radio shows related to finances and, you know, a little interesting, you know, so Very uh, interesting. Out there. Yeah, you know, and, and it's, um, you know, I'm not going to comment tonight, but, you know, we're going to keep up on our research a little bit about that. It's, uh, you know, Karen mentioned the fiduciary and I noticed a bunch of the people aren't on that scale of being a fiduciary. So it opens up the door a little bit of what they can say and how they can say it. So I think, you know, we hope that we ultimately become that, um, you know, I don't want to say oasis, but that, you know, that source that can really provide valuable information where people can go and have confidence that the information they get is accurate. Well, I can say with 35 years of media and broadcast experience in some capacity, uh, following me to the table to uh, be part of Sunday Night Live with Thrive, uh, I certainly put an exclamation point uh, and a trust at your doorstep. So it's gl- I'm glad and thrilled to be able to do the show uh, with you. Uh, and I'm learning a lot just like the audience here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Let's get into our email bag, our final segment uh, of the night. Before we do, write this number down. You can use it during the week to contact Thrive Financial Services, 1-800-516-5861. 1-800-516-5861 or go to thrivefinancialservices.com. Question out of our email bag tonight, David, and we'll go rapid fire uh, for you. What should I consider before taking a loan from my 401k? Good question. Seems good to question. come up now more and more. Should I borrow against the 401k? Yeah, so Joe, most 401k plans allow you to take loans from an account. Um, 20% of those who are actually eligible do take loans from their 401k is what we kind of see. But there are benefits and risks to be weighed out in the decision-making process. So, you know, on the plus side, 401k loans offer a lower interest rate than credit cards or personal loans. 
And they also don't require any type of a credit check or posting collateral other than the 401k plan itself, basically. So, you know, it makes it easy for people to borrow money. I mean, that's kind of the plus side of doing a 401k loan. But there are also risks to consider before deciding to borrow from your 401k. So I'd like to, you know, cover a couple of those. Um, Number one, default in 401k loans is relatively low because your employer would simply deduct what's owed from your paycheck. So if you were to leave your job, though, um, your default risk rises as most plans require that you repay the balance that you borrowed within 60 to 90 days, pay the income tax on the remaining balance, and then potentially a 10% penalty if you're younger than 59 and a half. So this money can also go back into the retirement plan. So there, there, there are some hoops that you got to, and I hope I was able to articulate that clearly, but there are some hoops that you can potentially have to jump through. Uh, if you stay currently working, it's usually pretty darn easy. You just repay the loan. It can get deducted out of your paychecks, and things are good. It's when you leave your job and have not rolled or you know gone to a self-directed or not done anything to roll over that money where you can find the complications. Um, you know, as a matter of fact, I was reading a study recently found that while borrowing from a 401k, you're more likely to decrease your contribution rate into your 401k plan by 10% or more. So that's something to really consider. And that's just a human nature situation. We, uh, I mentioned it earlier. I said if you're saving double-digit uh, amounts of your dollars, percentage-wise, of your uh, employment dollars, congratulations, that's a big deal. What we find through this study is people who take money out, borrow money out of their 401k, tend to also reduce the amount of contributions that they're making, which is is a bit of a negative. Well, we I'll use a personal example here for a moment because we got to the point where fear jumped in and then we decided to do we decided to do nothing. Should we tap into our 401k so we could fund or pay for our children's college education? Now we that thought process factored in. We got to a point, fear set, set in, we didn't, but those conversations come up and happen at the dinner tables all over the Delaware oh, All Valley. the time. And, and it, you know, again, it's, uh, it's not one size fits all. It's mm-hmm. everybody has a special circumstance. Everybody operates a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Everybody fears things a little bit differently. So having someone to consult with and kind of go through all the different scenarios is, is the value you know, of working with somebody. Um, so, you know, if, if that does pop up, the question, it's something good to cover. I also want to cover a couple other quick points. Um, you know, when you borrow money out of the 401k, you're also giving up the opportunity for the savings to continue to grow in your account. So while you may have a loan at 4%, it could have been growing by stock market average, you know, stock market averages, which are typically around 7% a year uh, if it had stayed in the account. So you'll, you'll lose some opportunity growth. Um, also, because you'll be paying taxes on the money you withdrew in retirement and will pay your loan back with after-tax dollars, you'll be taxed twice on those interest payments. And that's never... I don't want to say it's never a good idea. If you absolutely have to do it, it's just something to certainly take into consideration. 
And there may be other alternatives out there that offer even lower interest rates and fewer downsides. So my encouragement to our office, uh, to our audience, is to do your research and basically weigh out all the alternatives. Yeah, and, and go through the process. If I can add in, and don't be afraid to ask for help or at least solicit an opinion and continue uh, to learn and educate uh, that. I, I we, we might have, you know what, I don't even think we have time for uh, our last question, or I, I pulled two questions, but I don't think we're going to have time uh, for it. Let me give you 30 seconds, David, to close uh, what was a good show here on a Sunday night tonight. So, you know, I want to comment. We, we still have a number of workshops um, that we're doing. Topics are social security maximization, um, tax efficiency in retirement, and bulletproofing your retirement income, your retirement income. So bulletproofing that. So I, those, lo- I, I love that word, bulletproof. Yeah, and it um, again with the proper approach, the proper strategies, uh, you can do that, right? What we want to help people understand is, you know, net worth is a number, right? But guaranteed income, making sure that you've got enough money on a monthly basis to meet your expenses and give you enough surplus to do the things that you want to do in retirement. You know, when, when you think of that word retirement, you know, travel, spend time with the grandkids, gifting, whatever it may be. Um, that's going to, you know, that's what we got to focus on. Make sure that you've got that covered and then everything else will take care of itself. This is Sunday Night Live with Thrive, presented by Thrive Financial Services. One last time, call 1-800-516-5861 or go to thrivefinancialservices.com. On behalf of David Bazaar, on behalf of Karen Bazaar, and the traveling Brett Elam on a Sunday, uh, this is Joe Krause here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll see you next time.